Hello and welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Sean Meadow. With me is Alec Cowan. We're going to talk some soccer on this podcast on a fine Monday afternoon in Eugene, Oregon, in the depths of Allen Hall in the SOJC. 3.32 on Monday, June 4th, and it's a World Cup preview podcast on this one. And Alec, we're excited about this World Cup, right? Very excited. What, only, geez, not even two weeks left, right? Yeah, I think it's less than... Oh my gosh, 10 days. 10 days, We're yep. at the 10-day point. 10 days. Oh my gosh. Until everyone in the U.S., for the most part, sort of cares about soccer a little bit. You know, it's a little tough to care about soccer for some of the Americans right now because there is no U.S. men's national team in this World Cup. And there's the idea of who do you cheer for, and there's the argument, go for Mexico. It's basically the U.S.'s second team. They play on U.S. soil more than they play on Mexican soil. True. And, you know... That, that team is a fun one to watch. They're in a good group, which we'll get into later on, where, which is headed by Germany. But, you know, the campaign from Fox Sports for this World Cup is to cheer for your roots. Root for your roots is their campaign slogan. I kind of like that idea, but why not just go ahead and pick a country? Yeah, but, well, I mean, what do we? <laughs> I'm American. I don't I don't know. Have, who am I supposed to root? Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Um yeah, no, certainly an exciting spread this year. Um, some new new faces in the lineups. Um, I don't know. Like, we kind of referenced this a little bit back when we were kind of doing some right after the group stages were announced, but there's no real, at least in my opinion, group of death. I mean, there's no real heavyweight passageway. And that's – I don't know if that's good or not because I like those groups of death, but this could also mean we might just have – crazy games in the knockout Yeah, stages. I mean, maybe uh, there's certainly a lot of upstarting teams that have the opportunity to really make a splash and go somewhere. Um, I'm really excited to see how Panama does, um, as well as Egypt, obviously, with uh, Mo Salah. Maybe he's on the squad. We'll see how he bounces back from injury. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll just be really interesting to see how how some of these, these groups end up, um, just because there's, there's really a toss-up in a lot of them. Yeah, and you know, these groups, which we'll get to here, I guess, now, but no groups of death. You can choose for yourself um, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay in Group A, Portugal, Spain, Morocco, Iran in Group B, France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark in C, Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria in Group D, Group E is Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia, F is Germany, Mexico, Sweden, Korea, South Korea, that is, uh, group G, Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. H is Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. And in the last group that's not actually playing in the World Cup, you've got, what, Chile, Netherlands, Italy, and the United States. Yep. <laughs> and I think, what, Ghana and the Ivory Coast as well. Which, I mean, such big names. I mean, especially Italy missing out. Italy missing out, I think, hurts its country more than any other team or yeah. any other country. Maybe Chile as well. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, you don't see Alexis Sanchez going to the World Cup. Gigi Buffon doesn't get one more one more go. That image of him with his right hand just up to the crowd and just in tears afterwards. Just a rough year for him. Definitely. So, and the entire Italian nation, I guess, in that sense of things. But for me, the biggest, the closest group of death is Mexico's with yes. Germany, Sweden, South Korea. I think I think that's the closest thing you're going to get. Definitely. I'm really looking forward to some Mexico-Germany matches. That's going to be great. That match is slated for, I think it's their first game in the group, which is 
it's a rough just exciting <laughs> to think about. Like, oh man, that's like right off the bat. Uh, they play each other on the seventeenth of June. And I would uh, you you'd think I'm crazy, but that's two weeks away. So that is exciting to say the least. But I look at that Mexico team, which gets Giovanni dos Santos and Jonathan dos Santos. Gio dos Santos, the more interesting of the two. I think he was questioned, will he go? Because the forward line, do they need him? Is he going to bring anything? And he scores for Mexico the other night mm-hmm. against Scotland. He's been playing hot and cold for the Galaxy. So has his brother. But Gio with injuries and would he get into the the squad? He gets in. Chicharito obviously in. And they need a big team physically. They need height against Germany. And then Sweden's not going to be a pushover, nor is South Korea. So it, it could be catastrophe for Mexico, but it could also be triumph. And then you look at the next game they could play. And if they come second in the group, and this is just, just assuming that Brazil wins their group, that's who they play in the very next game. Really? I mean, there's no... There's no escaping. There's no really good path for Mexico, let's be honest. Um, Brazil, too, a squad that I'm really excited to see. Um, they just played that uh, friendly game against Croatia the other day um, over at Anfield. Um, Neymar had, of course, come off, coming off an interesting season over at PSG. Uh, Firmino coming off one of his best seasons over at Liverpool. So um, I think the strikers, certainly for Brazil, would be an interesting thing to watch. They could go on to win it. Definitely, and especially after some of the more embarrassing games um, in the last World Cup. Um, specifically Germany, who they could play, <laughs> they could play in the first game out of the group stage. There certainly is, I think, some anticipation of seeing maybe Brazil bounce back a little bit. Yeah, and I think Brazil will bounce back. Neymar's goal was gorgeous. It's great to see him back in in a kit and on the field, strapped up in boots. Like that's that was a bummer to see him out. I, I thought maybe we wouldn't be seeing him in the World Cup when he got injured back in February, I believe it was, and and that injury. He was able to recover from, and we mentioned Germany briefly there, and they left Leroy Sané and Mario Götze off, off the lineup or out, out of the squads. Sané made the initial uh, squad but didn't make the one that will travel, the 23-man squad. So Leroy Sané, I think that's the biggest one yet because he's had such a great season for Manchester City. Definitely. He hasn't been too lethal for Germany, I think, but he's a talented young player who can spark went off the bench if needed for Germany. And I'm, I'm surprised to see him out of that squad. Mario Gotze, it makes a little bit of sense there. It's kind of sad to say like, yeah, the guy that scored the winning goal in the world cup in 2014 won't be in the world cup team in the next one. Like it's bizarre, but it makes sense a little bit more than the Sané decision. You have a lot of other people missing out, but that's the one that I think, Stuck out to me, and Germany could still go on to win this. They're so strong from not even just the squad. Yeah, I mean, just top down, every squad Germany's put forth this year has been solid. I mean, it's not necessarily the most, <laughs> arguably the most exciting football. I mean, um, they're a much patient, a very patient team, um, methodical, calculated, and it's not always the most exciting soccer, but it <laughs> it wins championships. And and you have. Some exciting soccer being played as well by Spain. And they have Portugal in their group, which is just fantastic. And that's well also done. that's also a similar, I think, Germany-Mexico matchup. I mean, of course, Spain and Portugal with quite a good rivalry going. And I think they're always it's always exciting to see Spain and Portugal go at it. Yeah, Group B with Morocco and Iran, I think those two teams are not going to be able to get by Portugal and Spain. You wouldn't think. 
Iran's appearance, though, is is also interesting. Yeah, Iran getting in the World Cup. They were the first team to actually qualify for the World Cup, and that's a a big story for them. And Morocco trying to host 2026 World Cup, they can try and use that to their advantage and say, look, we're in a World Cup. Where's the U.S.? Where's Canada? Who will be trying to host a, a World Cup, a unified 2026 bid with Mexico, Canada, and the United States. That'll be decided in nine days from now, June 13th. So we'll see when that comes. The ratings from FIFA when they reviewed both countries or both groups, I should say, proposals, the U.S. coming in with a solid 4 out of 5, but a 2.7 for Morocco. Portugal, Spain, we mentioned there. France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark, also a contender for a strong group. I think Australia is really just unfortunate to draw that type of group. I don't think they can get out of that. I think they'll end up in the bottom, but I think that France, Denmark, Peru is going to be an interesting three to watch because France, the strong team there, they have a target on their back. They're one of the favorites. Yep. Denmark, just a solid team led by a really talented midfielder in Christian Eriksen. And Peru's story. And Peru, whose captain was out with the doping ban and all the teams in the group said, hey, bring him back, bring him back. And FIFA's able to pull the strings and let him play. So he's going to Russia. That's great. And Peru played a brilliant game against Switzerland in Switzerland. They had this one play that went viral where they brought the ball out the back line, and I don't know how many passes, I didn't count it, but they had upwards of probably 20 passes without Switzerland touching the ball all the way into the mouth, the goal mouth, beats the keeper, lays it off for a teammate, it's tapped in. And it was I, brilliant. I Really, I mean, I guess one of the really good stories too this year is just seeing the representation from the Americas, certainly. I mean, people like you got Panama, uh, Costa Rica, Peru, um, Uruguay too. But, I mean, just these these kind of teams I think really could be surprising. I think Peru is one of, especially in this group, uh, I think France is, is going to be um, one of the tougher things to get past as well as Denmark. But Peru is, I, I'll be rooting for Peru to kind of make some upsets. I think Peru could. And you mentioned Costa Rica. They're in Brazil's group with Switzerland and Serbia. And Costa Rica made a run at the last World Cup. And that's still just a really strong team right there out of CONCACAF. Panama gets in. That's a great story as well for them. They'll have to play Belgium, Tunisia, and England. I think Belgium and England the two strongest out of that. Yep. That group there in England have been really solid in recent games. They beat Nigeria at Wembley 2-1 to the other day. Nigeria's jerseys going viral because those things are just gorgeous. I think it's Nike that made yeah. them. Those are great. Then I think England's got one of the interesting lineups for sure because they don't have Joe Hart in goal. They have Pickford, and that is who will most likely start. Ben Foster's in there. It's it's an interesting team. Nick Pope is the other goalkeeper in that squad, and they don't bring Chris Smalling. They bring Phil Jones. We talked about it in the last podcast. I think it was the last podcast. Yeah with England's lineup, France's as well, but Belgium is my dark horse for this World Cup. They could go on to win it. Portugal went on to win the Euro. I say, why not Belgium win this World Cup? They are strong. They have good strikers. Lukaku still had a decent season. He just has to get hot during the World Cup, and he gets chances. That's the thing about Romelu Lukaku is he gets chances. Yeah, and I think one of the bigger stories is consistency. I mean, we have tons of players in, on these teams who have had phenomenal seasons, um, breakout seasons even for some, and I think trying to hoping to see that continue into the World Cup will certainly bring a lot of excitement. So I'm just trying to get this one out of the way here. Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. 
for me, it's Uruguay and Egypt that get out of that group. I'm pulling. I mean, Russia, of course, is the home team. Doesn't mean anything anymore because no. 2010 <laughs> South Africa didn't get out of their group, and, and that was the first time a host country didn't get out of the group stage. But Russia's just not done what people expected from them. Uh, there was talk that they'd bring back the entire national team and have them play in the Russian league together and try and get them into mm. basically Champions League as the Russian national team in a sense, which would have been fascinating if that had worked <laughs> out. Um, that would have been really clever, but it didn't pan out that way. Saudi Arabia is just not going to be much of a contender in that group, I think. So it's Egypt. If Mo Salah is healthy, it's just going to – they'll run riot on Saudi Arabia and I'm possibly really, Russia. I'm really pulling for Egypt, not not just as a Liverpool fan, but um, <laughs> as, as, but someone, as a Mo Salah. <laughs> but as a Mo Salah fan. <laughs> Return to my roots, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was an unfortunate injury saying Mo Salah. I think – a lot of people, especially Egyptians, were really hyped on mm-hmm. Liverpool this season. He's been such a national figure for them um, in, in just competing. So seeing him go down, I think, not even just from a from a you know exciting or, or football standpoint. Or, Wasn't or there who's, a lawyer who's in win? Egypt <laughs> that's trying to sue Ramos? He got like signatures or something on a petition? Yeah. I mean, it's not even necessarily about who who's expected to win. I just think seeing Masala play for Egypt would be such a, such a national emblem, such a big a big deal that, I mean, that would just be such an uplifting moment. There's a good piece by Grant Wall. It's a cover of Sports Illustrated. He's got, they've got several covers for this World Cup, Iceland, Mexico, Egypt on the covers, different, different ones. Um, the, the interview with Sala is really nice, a really good interview. I don't think there's going to be another in-depth one before the World Cup kicks off. And you look at Group D for me is one of those fun ones. Iceland, Argentina, Croatia, Nigeria, and Nigeria, who lost to England 2-1, still looks strong, even with those jerseys that can be a little distracting because you're thinking, man, this is a fashion statement out there. But Iceland, the fairy tale team of Euro 2016. Croatia, just a solid squad. They lost to Brazil, though, at Anfield, like you mentioned, Alec, 2-0. And Argentina, run by Lionel Messi, who posed with a goat today in an image. Go Google that, folks. That's... That's something, but um, I feel I feel like every yeah. year we're pulling for Argentina. I think every fans year it's of the for game, Messi. <laughs> fans of and, the game um, <laughs> want want that to happen because you look at Maradona, you look at Pele. Certainly. They all had success on the international level. Yeah. Do you do you judge a player for being the best in the world for not having international level? I mean, you look at how they've done, and he's not won a serious trophy with Argentina. That's. I think that's it's the always, case. That's always the the. Feeling. He's not won anything there. He's lost to Chile like every time in the in the Cup of America. It's always the hopeful feel good story. I think of the World Cup is. I think every in everyone's mind. There's even even if you hate Argentina, everyone is just like just give it to him. Like come on, he needs it. <laughs> yeah, and then you got Ronaldo, who if he wins the World Cup, my goodness, what a what a career what a he's season. already had. My what gosh, season what a season! Getting that uh, Champions League. For the third time in a row, Iceland—that's the team everyone's got to pull for because they're just just a great story. Nigeria, like we already mentioned, in that group, Group D, and then there's Group H: Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Colombia, good to see them playing strong soccer here and there. Uh, they're going to be led through this group, I think. James Rodriguez was a breakout sensation in 2014. I think chance for him to really establish something with this Colombian national team Japan always a threat I think you can't mm-hmm. knock you can't knock on them Senegal led by Mane who has had 
the season of his life for Liverpool and Poland, led by Lewandowski. It's it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to some stellar goals in that group because there's some be good a, goal scorers. I think there. this will be an entertaining group. I don't think there's one clear runaway in Group H, mm-hmm. and I think that that's going to lead to some some really exciting matches. Um, especially <laughs> the kind of the interesting thing is, I mean, you look at, I mean, all four teams are from different continents. I mean, you don't see that very often. It's it doesn't happen very often. I think it's it's cool to see that though. It's a good good point you've brought up. They're all from different groups. UEFA. CAF and Cohen Ball and from the Asia Confederation as well. That's it's rare to see that, so that's that's cool. I I'll take that. But we've already talked a lot about the players, the teams to watch for. Some of that missed out. Joe Hart for England, Alvaro Morata for Spain. We already mentioned Leroy Sané for Germany today. Um, you have Anthony Martial missing out for France. I think that's a pretty big one. We mentioned Gotze for Germany as well. For Portugal, Renato Sanchez, I think, is also one they'll miss out. That'll miss out that fans will miss watching. He's a he's a creative young player that was really great to watch during 2016 during the Euro. So bummed that he's not there, but that'll be interesting. And you know, we've talked about the groups already. We've talked about who we think will get through that. But who do you think? Just looking at these groups and how it could play out, essentially. Alec, who do you think can go on to win this World Cup? I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, I think Germany is is one of the clear. No repeat. I I, I just I just I can't sleep on them. I, you can't. I, I really can't. They've just been so consistent from um, top to bottom squads. It's just, I, yeah, I really. I mean, I think I'd love to see the a Brazil Germany rematch and maybe see some redemption from Brazil. Um, France is also a good favorite. Um, but I think between those three, Brazil, France, or Germany, which, I mean, that's obviously, those are some of the more hallmark stock picks. But, um, you know, I think I think they're hallmarks for a reason. You know, that's that's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Spain, Brazil, France, Germany. Gosh, this is tough. I'm going to go with Spain. Spain's just the one that keeps pulling me back. David De Gea. We'll have to save them one day in a game. I just don't know if they have the strike force to do it, quite frankly. I don't know. There's just that there's when they won it, they had David Villa, you know, Fernando Torres. There's just there's no player there. I don't see Diego Costa being that guy that's mm. going to score all those goals they need. But Brazil, for me, they don't feel like they've gotten worse for me since the last World Cup. They've only gotten better. I don't think Argentina's improved enough. And I don't think Messi has that clutch gene for Argentina because you've got the whole world watching you on this one with just so much pressure on you. I don't know. And I think Spain's just got that easy group where they can get out of it and just coast from the group and then just gun for it in knockout phases. Brazil, they might have a tough one against a Germany or Mexico or even Sweden or South Korea if they get out of the group. So for me, Brazil's the second one. I'd love to see a Spain-Brazil final, but also I just know if it was Portugal versus Argentina and it was Messi-Ronaldo, the whole world would stop for that. Yeah. It, it's it's going to stop anyway, the world, but that's the beauty of the World Cup. And when you think about it, the World Cup's so much more different than like an Olympic Games where everyone's watching together, but this one you're watching game at game. Yep. And people who don't really watch these the sport, it's not the case. People watch the sport. 
So people know these players. It's you're not learning about new people. That's not what this is. The difference between this and something big because a friend of mine tried to compare this to the Olympics <laughs> the other day. So that's my argument against him. But he'll rename he'll he'll remain nameless on this to <laughs> save grace for that. But yeah, England's England's an interesting one. They'll get knocked out in penalties probably in the first round of the knockout stages in the group round of 16, but that's the that's the interesting one for me. So it's Spain and Brazil in the final and I say Spain wins it. That's that's how I'm going to go with uh, I don't like it, but that's how I'm going with it. Just I keep going back to them. I got bored the other day and made starting 11s for a bunch of teams and Spain was just the one that I was having too much difficulty with because I couldn't decide how the heck they're going to score goals. So, that's that's the way I'm going to go with it, but they have got a strong defense with PK Ramos and then De Gea in the goal. It's it's going to be tough, but it's going to be fun. First game 10 days away. All the games on Fox there as well. John Strong, an Oregon alum, will be calling most of those games from Russia. Looking forward to it, Alec. Definitely. Well, you want to wrap it up? <laughs> Are we good to go? Are we World Cup out? I think I think we're good to go. Um, yeah. Parting thoughts? I Parting thoughts. I, I'm going to definitely miss um, the Netherlands. I was just thinking about that. I'm going to miss the Netherlands. I'm going to miss Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana, but lots of exciting new faces in lieu of that. Absolutely. And this is probably the last soccer podcast we'll have together, I assume, unless you want to pop back next year. You're in town for a little. You can pop <laughs> back. As podcast editor, though, That that's going to be a sad moment. So thanks for always doing this with me and yeah. sitting down. And good luck watching all of these games early in the morning. I hope you can find a good coffee <laughs> spot that has a television set nearby because I'm I'm already starting to pick yeah, some spots everyone, out. Everyone lock down your, your coffee spots, your your favorite local bar spots because found an English pub back home. That's where I'll be watching the games. They'll have coffee in the morning. So that'll be good. That'll be great. I'm way too excited for this. And I think everyone else should be too, because the world cup is so special every single time. So thanks for listening to the Emerald podcast network. I'm Sean Meadow. That was Alec Cowan with me, the podcast editor to subscribe to our podcasts. Go on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Go to dailyermal.com as well. Read our content. And you can listen to the podcasts on the sidebar of dailyemerald.com. Also pick up the newspaper because we are a newspaper. Some people don't know that. But this is the Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in. I found out the other day someone told me they didn't know we were a newspaper. I'm not even kidding.